It's Tony Nash here with Plugged and Unplanned, and I have Isabella Villani, the author of Transform Customer Experience. And we've been going for two sessions. We're into the third session, and we've covered a lot of very interesting things. Hopefully, all of you who are on the journey with me and with her, that you've started to realize that this could be very um, valuable kind of sounds like to me, Isabella, that anybody at any level, even though you talk about you need to have the C-level CEO and all that group on board, but it's almost like it can burst into, from an, into an organization. So if someone just simply reads your book, gets obsessed about it, it could be a little bit um, contagious. Mm-hmm. Um, so it doesn't necessarily need to come from the top but the more that someone champions the idea of the customer probably is going to be very uh, valuable to their career definitely and the champions the cx champions seem to find each other as well and stick together and really do lead by example and because they're passionate and they're motivated it sort of has almost like it rises from below and it sort of grows within the organization so um having a great oh, do it, providing a great customer experience can be done by anyone within an or, within the organisation, and you know it's that butterfly effect that if you just keep doing it and you it keeps working and you see positive outcomes from it all and it's really rewarding. Like no one Tony comes to work that I know of wanting to do a bad job and upset customers. So can you imagine if you're empowered to then deliver that great customer experience and you've got some tips and ideas on how to do that? So some of the um, like there's in my, it's the first or second chapter of the book, um, I talk about customer expectations and I talk about the top 10 customer expectations. Now, even if you are a frontline staff member answering phones or standing in a store, for example, if you read that and you understand what those top 10 are and there's examples of it in there, you will then be able to go, hmm, the top 10 expectations of a customer is this. This customer I've got in front of me, I wonder which are the top, you know, one or two for that particular customer. And you'll just naturally start changing your behavior to meet those customer needs. So they want a personalized experience. They want it easy to, um, for you to do business. They want to be able to do it themselves. And if they can't do it themselves, they want to be able to ask for help. They want to be able to do things in the channel of their choice. They don't like being told, no, I'm sorry, you've got a ring or you go in person to make a complaint. They go, oh, we only accept complaints via email. So just go on their website when they're bothered to go face to face to talk about a particular issue. So their expectations are today and I don't see their expectations changing much tomorrow. But actually understanding that will then help you do your job really well and just empathize a bit more with your customer. You can't fake caring and you can't fake that customer experience. And you mentioned in the last podcast around have a nice day or have a great day. It needs to be feeling like it's truly genuine and Australians in particular don't like it when you fake it. Mm, I know. <laughs> yes. I think that's why we, when we go to the States, it just sounds very canned and, and therefore um, it's, it's really inauthentic. Yeah. So I, I think that's, I th- for me, from the sessions that we've had thus far, I think what's, what's resoundingly important from what I've learned from our conversation is that, and, and, and my experience as a CEO and, and how I've watched other people grow in their, 
in their careers, uh, which they have within Booktopia. And I was a recruiter for 14 years as well, so I know what it's like to get people out of one company and into another, is that, and correct me if I'm wrong, is that if you embrace customer experience and CX and go, I am going to master it, black belt. I'm going to be as as knowledgeable and as passionate and about and as insightful as I can be. Like you, it's simply a skill that you don't need to go to university to. You don't need to do a diploma for you. So there are things that you have to be, to be a lawyer, to be a doctor, to do certain, to be a pilot. There's so many things that that people need to um, study for, but by simply making it your obsession, you're really um, future-proofing your career and your value within an organisation. Is that, I think that's the main thing that I that I want to sing out to anyone who's listening today. And it's like, hold on a second, yeah, uh, I just need to focus on that, and and I will be in demand in the company. They want to retain me. They'll probably pay me more, that, because. That's kind of like how it works here. Mm. CX is a growth industry, and I've got some figures in there on how much it's booming. But if you actually want to have a career in customer experience, you're, you're hedging the right bets. Like that is a really good idea to think about. And there's so many different customer experience roles within an organization. So, you know, you can be a pure strategist. You can look at delivery. You can look at optimization. You can look at transformation. If you're an IT savvy person, you can look at what are the customer experience technologies out there and how you can play in that role and delivering those technologies within an organization. It is definitely a growth area. And also, because you don't need those qualifications, you just need the experience. And now, and we have that talent arm, people are looking for people with runs on the board and experience. Like, tell me how you've really led customer experience. They're starting to realize that it is transformational. It's not just a buzzword and it's not just a tick box. So what have you really done to deliver on that customer experience and to prove customer experience? We're smarter on measuring it now as well. So you can actually put together a pretty good resume with some pretty outstanding achievements in this space and be highly sought after. Mm. I, I reckon we're onto I reckon we're onto something here. And that Okay, good, let's go there. <laughs> and that and that um, if your book can because what you're not doing is you're not you're not putting yourself out of business. What you're doing is you're is you're building an army of advocates that will want to engage your company to go in and assist mm. them to achieve the goals of the, the organisation. It makes a hell of a lot of sense. It's interesting that um, when I was writing the book, people were like, oh, if you're giving away like your secret sauce, you know, you know what you're known at, what is your key differentiator in the market, are you going to be worried that people aren't going to hire you? And I, and I actually thought about it, no, they'll actually see more value in it because they'll want that assistance and that help and they'll do it. And also, you know, if I can change the world and change customer experience and make a difference, then it's, it's, it is worth it. So I don't mind so much. Yeah, no, um, I agree. And I think that's sort of an, a really important mindset. The other thing that did come into my mind was 
I wonder how critical people can be. And I don't know if other authors um, have ever said this to you, Tony, but when you publish a book, everyone is an expert in writing and writing a book. And I really want to go, so don't criticize my CX background, but oh yeah, about this, this and that. And how did you find it? I'm like, you try and write a book and you try and sound smart with 76,000 words when you have three months to write it and you're working full time. So you're only sleeping about four hours a night and you've got a deadline and you've committed to a publisher. So go for it. If you think it's that easy to write a book, I wish you the very best of luck and I will provide you with contacts in the market to get your book published, but it's hard. So it's really funny. I thought they would be criticizing, not criticizing or commenting about CX because they realize that that's hard to do, but they don't see writing a book as hard because I've made the book seem so easy to do CX as well. So I don't know. It's sort of that mix. I see what you're saying. So don't judge me on the words that I use. Judge me on on the the content and the intent around what I'm trying to share with you. Uh, they haven't. It hasn't got to that level yet, has it? In terms of they're they're just are they talking about um, chapter structure or sentence structure? Is that what they're doing? More to the point of the fact that the book's got published. It's nothing about critiquing the book, but. Like, I'm going to get a book published one day sort of thing, and I don't think they realise that is an amazing achievement. Oh, I see. Um, And it's really hard to get a book published, and it's hard to get people to buy your book and be enthused by your book. You have to, and you need to be a subject matter expert. Um, You know, I don't know, you know, I wrote a lot of that, and the work in there is the work I've done, yeah? So it's not this whole thing of... You know, I'm just going to pay someone to ghostwrite the book and stick my name on it because I think it would be really good because I would cringe at the thought of being on stage at a conference in front of a 1,000 people, Tony, and they asked me a question about something in the book because I didn't write the book. I don't know the answer. Mm. Yes, well, we know authors <laughs> like that who have had background assistance to to accomplish it, even um, someone who did a cooking book and never cooked one of the recipes. Oh, wow. Yeah, but a celebrity, so it was not, it was not a chef. Um, yeah. Um, and so, yes, you have those, you have those scenarios happening. Um, no, I understand. I understand. But um, you were telling me um, before we started the recording that you were able to uh, crank it out really quickly. You type at a thousand words. About a thousand words an hour, I think. A thousand words to. an hour. Yep. That's, that, that means that. 76 hours you just you could have done that in three days what are you worried about i know it doesn't involve any research or any thought about the structure or any sort of planning behind it all yeah i just sat down and the order just flowed perfectly well i think the the one thing you said before it's hard to write a book actually i'm going to challenge you because um i have a belief belief system that it's not hard to write a book because and today it's it's even true. You could do a self-published book, yeah, right. You could crank it out. There's my book, but it doesn't mean that it's been polished off at like your one here, uh, published by a reputable pu- publisher like Wiley, and and that it's in stores on the front shelf at the airport. Like anyone can write a book today, actually. But can they write a book that book that's going to sell a lot, or that it um, it can be the bible of of that subject matter? Mm-hmm. And that's of course. There's only a few that get to the top of the pile. So it is easy to write a book, uh, but it's, it is uh, harder to write a best-selling book and to write something that people 
refer to uh, and will refer to hopefully when people do their PhDs and their studies they're going to have in their bibliography as per Isabella Villani in Transform on page 58 um, she said this therefore and that's where it becomes um, the um, the hallmark of, of that subject matter is there much out there in books in in CX not like my book which is I think why Wiley approached me um, to to write um, so probably a bit more theorists around it also a lot around the data but not so much you know that strategy through to implementation that really practical how to guide um, and the stories from the CX experts as well as my stories, there's so much you can learn around how you can implement it and what, you know, what to look out for or different approaches to doing things. So there's nothing really like that in the market. Mm-hmm. Um, so it just happened to be like that, by the way. I'd, I, um, you know, I got into writing because I broke my foot and I couldn't move for three months and I was bored, so I decided to write a book. Um, that was my first book. So, um, yeah, so when um, I looked at this um, this edition and this book, I was, yeah, you just sort of come to it, I suppose. It's got to come naturally and writing's got to flow, but I think you've got to be passionate about it. So I think about that um, chef, that cookbook that you mentioned, I wonder how that person would go on stage if they're not passionate about cooking and they haven't cooked the recipes. Can they really fake it if they're in front of people talking about it? Like I would want to get cooking advice from someone who has cooking experience, who has got the wounds, who has got the stories, who have got the lessons learned, who have put in too much salt in this or not enough, um, you know, herbs or spices in something else than someone who's just put it together for a publishing stunt, I'm not sure, a publicity stunt. Yeah, I mean, it it was one of those, uh, it's a celebrity cookbook and therefore um, I think it was understood that that's not what they are known for, and and it was not a celebrity chef. It was a, a celebrity's cookbook, mm. so it was more more of a. It wasn't a tongue in cheek. It was just more of, a, I guess, a, a layman's way of. Mm. This is how the average um, person would mm. would cook. Yeah, I suppose it's almost like an actor or an actress bringing out a fragrance. That's right. Yeah. yeah. What do they know? They've just put their name to it. Yeah. 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 So, so in terms of. Um, in, in terms of your book, can people just flick it and open a page and there's going to, like, can, do you have to actually work your way through it because it's a, uh-huh. like, you know how sometimes books there's just, you can, on one page there's going to be nice snippets of stories that you can just chunk it down? No, I purposely, I actually didn't even write it in that order. So I actually wrote chapters in varying orders. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if that's normal for authors, but I wrote whatever chapter I felt like writing and then, Um, pulled it together and even swapped the order around so the book's designed that you can read a chapter independently of the rest of the book Mm. and I made sure that it was indexed well at the back so if you're looking for a particular topic you can look at the back and also the headings of the chapter really self-explanatory if you want to know about CX metrics Read the CX success metrics chapter if you want to know about journey mapping. Read the journey mapping. Want to know about a strategy? Read it if you want to know about the future of CX. Read the last chapter, which, by the way, was the hardest chapter to write because I don't have a crystal ball. Um, and you can be a futurist as much as you can and you're visionary, but the market's changing so much in customer experience. And you mentioned earlier about getting a role in customer experience. 
there's more and more roles out there and the market's changing so rapidly. There's new technologies coming out. We're, we're, we're delivering customer experience using technologies that are not designed to improve customer experience. And I'll give you an example of that, like with 3D printing. No one invented a pre, 3D, 3D printer to go, hmm, we're going to do co-design sessions with our customers and we're going to rapidly prototype products using a 3D printer. But that's really changed design around customer experience in that product space. So, yeah, so the chapters are very self-explanatory. You can read them in any particular order. Um, you could put the book down, read some of the book, put it down and pick it up again and you don't have to backtrack to go, where was I before? So it works well. I think we've, I think we've sold everyone. I think if they have <laughs> got to this point, they're going, I'm going to place my order and I'm going to get a copy or I'm going to run down to my bookshop and, and buy it and get reading. Out of curiosity, um, how has your CX journey improved your personal life without going into any great detail, but friendships or relationships with parents or siblings or, or um, have, you, have you been able to question your own personal, like has it been helpful in your personal life? Because it could be very, um, it's great and obviously very useful in your work life, but I always like to think, well, how it's, it's, I'm more interested in investing in, in my people and so they can be of greater value to themselves and their family and mm-hmm. the, the greater world. Is it, I'm only, I guess it's a leading question because I'm assuming it would. but For sure, because if you think about um, customer experience, I'm trying to empathize with my customers and walk in the shoes of my customers. So when I'm interacting with people on a day-to-day basis, um, I'm trying to walk in their shoes and understand what are their expectations of an experience of me or of their life and that's what they're talking to me about, what drives them, what motivates them, even little things like, I know it's quite funny, but I was looking at customer segmentation, modelling for a customer, you know, are they the, you know, they're bliss and they don't care about their bill and they just pay it or are they very financially mindful and they or they need to be and they're struggling so it makes me change my viewpoint around people when they're talking about money because i'm a past going oh you know that's really stingy or gee you're both cash like no tomorrow but now i go that's their viewpoint on life um and the other thing is around empathy and really walking in people's shoes so when someone might tell me a story and they're really upset about something i'm like "Mm, first world problems maybe inside voice, but now I'm like, that is clearly upsetting them and it's something that really bothers them. It wouldn't bother many people, but for whatever reason and whatever drives them, it's quite upsetting or makes them very angry. Um, And, you know, I always think about if they complain about customer experience, I'm like, well, tell them because feedback is a gift. So if you're going to give that organisation feedback, that is a gift you are saving them money on a continuous improvement program, getting black belts to analyse what's going on in the business because you're telling them what went wrong in your journey. So view it differently. And so it's that whole thing of encouraging people to speak out and speak up without feeling like there's no point or I'm not going to bother or we have, particularly in Australia, we, sounds weird, we don't like to complain like because we don't want to upset people because we're... You know, we're very empathetic people and beings, so we don't want to offend and we don't want to 
stand out, you know, we, you know, that whole tall poppy syndrome. So it's about, well, if you've got a problem, speak to someone about it and, and ask what you can do. And often, and this is very tongue-in-cheek, if people have had a bad customer experience, they'll ring me and go, how can I get something to happen? You know, do I, you know, I'm like, well, you could go to an ombudsman. Well, how do I go to an ombudsman? Before you go to the ombudsman, why don't you try calling them first and seeing if you can resolve the problem? You know, the ombudsman should be your last resort. So I help people as well um, in that respect. But understanding people, their drivers, their motivation, and just trying to walk in their shoes, I think is really important trait to have. Um, I don't know if I'm perfect at it. No one is perfect by far, and I'm by far perfect. But it's made me more aware of people and how they feel. Do you think it's going to help husbands like me do a better job in in having <laughs> a a wife who is who is extremely satisfied, a stream, extremely satisfied customer? Um, <laughs> does it help in the home at all, or or we are we at a, a dead loss? I don't know. You should ask my partner that. Right. Um, <laughs> I want to know how much he likes feedback. But anyway, I don't know if you see that it's a gift. Um, I just think it's important to communicate. So why I've moved into speech pathologies, I think communication is really, really important and saying how you think and you feel and sharing stories. You know, I'm really worried about, you know, um, the like younger generation who hide behind screens and games. Like can they actually sit and interact like at a restaurant, sit across from a restaurant or even play in a yard anymore? You know, I know that psychologically and sociologically and all of those things we're adapting but I still think that communication is really important and really that's just what customer experience is about Mm. I think it's a really great place to end our journey um, that when my wife tells me that I didn't do this or didn't do that I have to reframe and I have to go Thank you, darling, for that's a, that feedback is such a gift. <laughs> yes, correct. <laughs> so, um, look, it's been absolutely fabulous. Congra- congratulations on what you've accomplished. And Thank by, you. by um, looking well beyond the horizon many years ago, uh, that so many of us now are seeing what you saw. And, and uh, I wish you all the success with your book and your career and your business. And uh, I hope that uh, this session, for those that were listening, Uh, can be inspired and empowered to make a few changes and a few shifts to to accomplish more for themselves congratulations thank you for inviting me i've had a lot of fun tonight so thank you pleasure thanks for listening to the booktopia podcast don't forget to subscribe to us on soundcloud and itunes and if your eyeballs need a workout check us out on youtube at booktopia tv And don't forget, for all books featured on this episode and all episodes of the Booktopia podcast, head to Booktopia, Australia's local bookstore, at www.booktopia.com.au. Thanks for listening.